We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy 2020. It's almost New Year's. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. And um, we're all looking forward to turning the page on the calendar into a new year. Um, Things are pretty good over here. When I actually kind of slow down and set my anxiety off to the side, um, I, I really, you know, there's a lot of blessings to be counted. And I've had a really nice holiday season. And I hope you have too. Um... You know, dealing with the anxiety and sometimes the negative self-talk, its it, it gets kind of loud at times and sometimes I'm not in the best routines and right now I certainly feel like I've had um, probably uh, 6 million percent my intake of sugar that I should have um, with all the cookies and eggnog and yummy treats. Um, oh my goodness. It's been fun though. It's been a really, really fun holiday season. It all kind of started for us when I hosted my folks for Thanksgiving. And that was so nice to, to get to visit with them. Um, really, really good, good visit. We had a great time connecting over uh, playing some cards in the evening, playing some spades. And man, what a fun game that is when you've got four adults that like to hang out and kind of team up and make it a little competitive, but uh, just a really nice time. The drinks were flowing, stayed up too late a couple nights, but uh, just really, you know, really good connecting and passing the time and, you know, kind of a low key way of, of hanging out that wasn't just staring into the TV screen, which I've been doing a fair bit of lately too. A lot of good movies came out, had to go see the new Star Wars, of course, um and uh, also enjoy taking the kids to the kids movies so checked out frozen 2 into the unknown into the unknown um and the jumanji movie because that, that was kind of funny I, th- I think out of those three you know maybe you know save jumanji for the netflix or whatever my uh daughter Bryn just came in and was she had something stuck in her hair we got her an Elsa braid um or maybe uh maybe it came from Santa I have a tough time keeping track of which presents came from who um that was one thing I didn't do a great job this year was uh, I was a crappy gift giver uh my wife did most of the shopping for us and and then Santa Claus filled in the rest but uh my wife she was getting kind of the we, we were visiting a lot and there was a lot of housework to be done, a lot of cooking and cleaning and visiting. And I just, I, I don't love shopping, especially when it's busy. Um, and my wife was just clicking like crazy on Amazon. So I had no, uh, you know, no doubts that we were going to have plenty uh, to feel very, very blessed and, and just overabundance of, of uh of things to open and unwrap and celebrate. So uh, my wife goes, uh, hey, is it cool if I just get myself stuff and you can wrap it? And I was like, sounds great. Way to go. So we had an understanding. And I don't want that to become the new normal. I don't want to be that guy that just completely gives up on gift giving. But it's not my strong suit. Um, but uh, I'll have to say I, d- I did appreciate a couple of the gifts I got. Got a nice pair of socks. Um, I got a... Uh, range finder for the golf course where you can figure out how far away your ball is from the flag that's and that should help out my golf game a little bit 
and kind of get my distances dialed in if I can stay consistent with my contact and um, a really nice Yeti cooler. So it's funny. I I think when I remember how good it feels to to receive gifts, uh, that should inspire me to give gifts and be a better gift giver. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, 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 next year, I'd like for like for me to get into more of the giving spirit. I, th- I think part of it is this year, uh, I was talking about some anxiety and some self-talk, and I think part of it is just um, I want to emphasize the things that are important and really focusing in on the quality time and being present for people when, when we're together. Um, and that's a little tiring for me, um, but uh, but super-duper worth it. So it's it's kind of nice that we got to do Christmas and uh, New Year's just with a couple local friends, and but we did get some wonderful visits. Uh, my my wife's uh, mom and dad and her sister and brother and their two kids were out here, and man, it just fills my heart to to see family in our house. Uh, you know, we were working hard to to get our place and wanted to make sure to have a guest bedroom and some extra space so people could spread out and not feel like we're all on top of each other and. That's what we were able to see come to fruition this holiday season. So that was super nice. It kind of brings a smile to my face just thinking about it. Um, but um, yeah, so what else is going on? I wanted to hop on and share my Christmas song. I had um, such a nice reaction to uh, releasing um, a Christmas song that, that I wrote called What Christmas Means. Um, and we started working on it last year. I say we because I have the kids singing on uh, kind of the end of the song. And a fun fact is that we started it in Christmas 2018, but I wasn't quite ready to finish it up and put it out. And so the kids' voices, uh, most of them, I had Bryn redo a couple things this year, but most of the voices that you hear from the kiddos and from me were from 2018. So this track was a year in the making, almost to the day, um, of getting it released. So I'll, um, I'll put that on the end of the podcast today and I hope you enjoy it. If you want to check it out, it's at uh, my Bandcamp site, which is where I can release kind of independently. Um, so uh, it's not on Spotify or iTunes yet. I might get it up there eventually, but, um, I think you need some sort of middleman distributor or label to, to put that stuff out. So I've got a little homework to do and, and looking into that. Um, you know, when I think back on 2019 as, as from a musical standpoint, it's been an interesting year. You know, some ups and downs and kind of the, the last few weeks of the year were, were almost perfect encapsulations of the highs and lows of, um, of kind of live performing and, and also putting out music, working in the home studio, kind of all the different facets of working on the music. Um, I say that because I had a gig... Um, must have been so it was my second Friday of the gig or second Friday of the month gig and uh, my in-laws had just gotten into town and I didn't really promote it too much like I said we were kind of hosting a lot of family and working around the house a lot and making sure to spend some quality time with the kiddos and uh, I didn't really prep for the gig terribly much and I, I got there and there was like nobody there and this place is cool because usually they have a built-in crowd and it's nice if I can get some folks through the door. But on this particular night, the only folks that really came you know, to see me were my father-in-law, uh, my mother-in-law, my wife, and uh, her brother-in-law. So 
was, and I loved getting to sing for them. And I think we overall, we made it a very special night. They kind of got a private show, but in, in the other, in another sense of it, I was like, man, this is a little bit embarrassing. You know, people ask me how music is going and I'm like, Oh, it's going good. You know, I play gigs every so often. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a little unsettling when there's nobody else in the place except the people that work there and maybe a couple of random stragglers. But, um, there was a cool moment that I wanted to share where, and I, I don't think I would have really noticed the gravity of the moment if my father-in-law wasn't paying attention. Um, I had, I was brushing up on Christmas songs. Um, and one of the ones that I found when I was going back through a bunch of my old papers was I had written out, America the Beautiful, some chords that I could play and sing America the Beautiful. And I did that and I didn't realize, but there was a man that had come through um, the place and he was in military fatigues, a younger guy, maybe, you know, wearing some army clothes, some some camo. And um, I didn't realize it, but maybe there was subconsciously kind of triggered. So I kind of prepped to sing America the Beautiful and then maybe seeing him had subconsciously triggered me to, to sing it. Uh, you know, the next song that I chose to play. And my uh, father-in-law, Bob, says, hey, did you notice what was going on at his table? Uh, he kind of had his head down and his, um, you know, spouse or girlfriend or significant other or friend or sister or whoever was with him kind of reached out and was, was putting a, a gentle hand on his arm while he was kind of listening to the song. And in a way, I'm like, ooh, I, I don't mean to create a difficult moment for anybody. So I hope that he wasn't having a difficult moment. You know, who knows? He could be thinking about friends that he lost in battle or or the sacrifices that he's making for the country or or hopefully he was, uh, you know, so it could have been a challenging moment, but but hopefully that was laced with the beauty of, of his service and the time and, and the life force that he's giving to that greater mission, especially around the holidays, you know, people want to be appreciative of that because we have this freedom to celebrate our traditions in, in the ways that are meaningful to us. So if I, if I could have done it all again, I I probably would have, you know, made sure to say thank you for your service or something and just kind of acknowledge the guy. But, um, you know, maybe the song, maybe the song did, did everything it needed to do. And then uh, we sang Frosty the Snowman or something, something fun and upbeat. Uh, but, uh, so it was weird. I, I think my family really enjoyed it, but internally I was having some struggles where I was just feeling a little embarrassed that, that I'm not more consistently successful with packing a room. But when I'm truthful about it and I sit quietly and I think about it, it's like, well, that hasn't been my focus. I'm not a marketing machine and I don't promise that I'm going to fill the room every time. I, I get actually a little bit uncomfortable with promoting myself too much. I probably don't promote myself enough, but that's kind of my character. That's, that's in my nature. Um, I, I think people get bombarded with, uh, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me from a lot of people. And I just, it kind of turns my stomach to do that, even when it's self-serving um, in, a, in a good way. And I know there are people out there that would genuinely want to know, oh, yeah, let us know when you're going to play next. We'd love to come see you. And that's nice. But so far, I just haven't been able to amass a critical mass of those people where every show is going to be a good time um, or, or, you know, a successful time for the for the business side of it all. 
So in that way, it was a little humbling, and it almost made me want to kind of pump the brakes on some of my live performance and, and booking those dates, because if I'm not going to promote them, I'm, I'm not really doing myself a, a service or, or the, the venue a service um, if I just want to show up and play for people. You know, there's different kind of gigs I can book to do that, and one of those I did end up getting to kind of wrap the year up with, which was an awesome Christmas party by, um, I got hired to play for this, uh, company that, that I'm friendly with. And, uh, I knew there was going to be a ton of people there. They're super nice and uh, catered event. Got to eat some yummy sushi on my way out. I had packed everything up and I saw there was leftover sushi, which isn't always the, the most uh, appetizing thing to say leftover sushi, but this was, you know, it was just put together, you know, an hour and a half, two hours ago. So I was able to go over there and throw like nine bite-sized rolls down my gullet as I was heading out the door. And I was like, Merry Christmas to me. But that was nice because I knew I was going to be playing for a built-in room and uh, tons of people there to have a good time, ready to to sing along with some Christmas songs and stuff. Uh, towards the end of the night, some girls were like, uh, "Hey, can you you know what's your what's your favorite song to play? What's the what's the best song you play?" I was like, "Well, I've been having a really good time playing Call Me Al," and they were younger girls. They go, "I don't know what that is." I was like, "Oh crap," um, and. Uh, <laughs> they were like, well, play Santa Baby. And I was like, ah, I don't know how to play that. Sorry. Played a couple more songs. And then I think I actually did hit a little bit of a home run with them when I played, um, what's the guy's name? Um, Budapest is the name of the song by George Ezra. Um, and I, I love singing that one. I, I think I sing it pretty well. And I think they were like, yeah, 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 we know this song because it was on the radio within the last couple of years, which is not always the case with the songs that I play at my gigs. So uh, and worked in a couple originals, worked in a couple looping jams. But um, so that was nice. It was a good kind of highlight to, to wrap up the year, made made a decent little bit of money and and, uh, you know, got to put that back towards the holidays, paying off this humongous credit card bill. Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas, kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we'll see what the new year has in order, uh, in store. Um, I think I just need to kind of keep busy, uh, not worry so much. Just kind of keep doing, oh, this is a frozen thing. Frozen two, keep doing the next right thing. That was kind of the recurring message of frozen two. Just find the next right thing to do when you're not sure what to do next, find the next right thing to do. So I'll be trying to do a little of that. One of the things I did, um, my dad and I got to work on uh, fixing a shower knob. The shower in the master bathroom, when we were turning the knob, it was like one knob where you can control the hot and cold. It's kind of the same pressure. Um, and then you're just telling it whether to be colder or hotter. Um, I think it's called like an omni pressure or something like that by Moen and it had gone uh it had, it had gone south it wasn't working anymore we were turning the knob and nothing was happening so my dad and I were looking at it together and it was this kind of nice father-son moment didn't really plan on it but uh he he went back there and we had to borrow one of my neighbor's tools and you know shout out to Mark for being the the neighbor that's super handy and has all the tools uh, I was using a Allen wrench set that was millimeters instead of, so it was metric instead of, um, inches. 
So that was kind of screwing us up trying to get this um, set screw out of the bottom of the knob to take it all apart and look at it. Turns out I had a bad cartridge and I looked up some YouTube videos, talked with my dad about it. We got a strategy. We figured out what was what was wrong, what what wasn't working, which parts needed to get replaced. And, you know, the parts cost me maybe 45 bucks. Um, so a relatively inexpensive repair. I think if I had called a plumber, we would have been in for 150 at least. And, um, it was, it felt good. I, I say there's certain days where I earned my chest hair, the little bit of it that I have. Um, but, uh, that was one of those days I felt pretty cool when I got that all fixed. It was nice. And then my little daughter, Bryn, seven years old, she, she goes in there and takes a shower and she goes, dad, the knob is so smooth now. Why? And I was like, well, yeah, me and grandpa fixed it. And she was like, oh, it's amazing. I was like, yeah, make sure to tell your mother. <laughs> because <laughs> I wanted to earn all the husband points I could, uh, the dad and husband points on that one. But, um, you know, and it was kind of that help being helpful around the house that I felt like I was really adding some value in a concrete, tangible, you know, today sort of way. Whereas um, sometimes the music mission feels a little bit more intangible and longer term. And I love... I love when I do get the positive feedback about making somebody's day or lifting their spirits or, you know, just doing something interesting and artistic for them. Some of the feedback I got on this Christmas song was just, just so heartwarming. Uh, people loved hearing the girls singing. Uh, my aunt was like, hey, I, I'm usually pretty traditional when it comes to Christmas songs, but I love everything about this. My good buddy Kenton uh, wrote me back and was like, dude, I damn near teared up in my eggnog over this one. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate that he took the time to, to write back something something nice. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Tinkerbell. Whenever there's the next song to put out, once I put it out there, I it, it shouldn't matter. And I'd like to mature up to this point where just the creation of it and, and it, so much of the time goes into just creating it. And that is time for me that I think is well spent. And yet there is that little demon voice in my head that's like, nobody's going to like this. Nobody's going to tell you that it's, you know, you did a good job. And there are times where you, you go to promote something or you go to put something out or you think you've done something clever. And if it doesn't quite land or you don't quite get anybody's feedback, you're like, was that just a colossal waste of my time and my life? Like, maybe I should be a plumber and go change out cartridges in people's showers um, instead and, and, you know, make more money doing something than rather than having the the flexible day job where I've got some extra time to work on music. But, um, but then on the other occasions where people are saying, good job, you know, uh, it just, it just fills me up. And it's something that only I could have done, you know, that song, uh, it came from me and it came from my reflections on Christmas and, it's a little bit of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future vibe. Uh, I love the Christmas Carol, the Charles Dickens. Got to read the book. There's good movies, um, but the book is so good. Um, and I think I just took like all the Christmas essence I could and tried to distill it down into one song. And uh, let's let's wrap up uh, this year and, and this season of the Live At You podcast with uh, what Christmas means. And 
you know, it's, there's been some long breaks between podcasts. I don't know if this is always the thing that I'm inspired to do, but um, when when I've got something to say, I'd like to say it here. And um, I think it's great that there are a couple uh, loyal listeners, and and even if there's only a few of you, it still feels really cool to have this outlet um, that's a little bit more than just a Facebook post. And look at me, um, you know, it's if. I like the things that feel like genuine connections. And this is one of those things that when the intention is right and when, when there's something, uh, when there's content to share, uh, makes me think back to my very first podcast episode. I said, uh, I can become content through having content. Um, and, uh, kind of blew my own mind with that one. Mind blown. So, um, all right. Happy 2020. I hope you're doing great. Um, drop me a line if you got any suggestions or feedback or just want to say hi. And, uh, I think, um, I'm going to hunker down, try to get some new recordings out the door. Don't know if they're going to be on Spotify or iTunes. I might do an independent release kind of thing, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen in the new year. All right. Emma, do you want to say anything? All right, Bryn, you want to say Happy New Year? She shook her head no. All right, so uh, Christmas Means featuring Emma and Bryn, the Anderson Children's Choir. Here we go. All right, peace. Candles in the windows, a chill in the air. Flying down a frozen hill without a care. Sneaking a peek under the tree And knowing your love for me Oh, that's what Christmas means Oh, that's what Christmas means Gathered round the fire A strum of music brings you back Like the roads that we all travel To get a real nice taste of home Christmas means Oh That's what Christmas means Oh The love Means to me
So I wish you all the best As we near a brand new day And maybe we can help each other Along our merry way Which way to go? 